today's announcement. Before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge that we're gathered today on the traditional territory of the signatories to Treaty 7. I'd also like to acknowledge the Métis people of Alberta who have a deep connection with this land. It is such a pleasure today to be here to share some very important news, uh, not only for downtown Calgary, but for the whole of Calgary. Um, thank you so much to Sarah Mayer, CEO of Calgary Public Library, and her team here at the Central Library location for hosting us today. Uh, where are you, Sarah? Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, joining me today are my colleagues in government, Minister Milliken from the Ministry of Mental Health and Addictions, and Minister Nixon from the Ministry of Seniors, Community and Social Services, as well as Minister Ellis in Public Safety and Policing. We also have Mayor Jody Gondek uh, of the City of Calgary joining us, as well as Councillors Sonia Sharp and Andre Chabot, who are also members of the Calgary Public Safety and Community Intervention Task Force. I also want to thank our co-members, of the Calgary Public Safety and Community Intervention Task Force who are uh, with us in attendance today um, for the second of two very exciting announcements uh, in back-to-back -back this week. So finally, I would also like to introduce Sandra Clarkson, Executive Director for the Calgary Drop-In Center, an essential and life-saving organization in our city. When we first created this task force, we highlighted the important role that local and community leaders as well as service providers play in addressing addiction, homelessness, and public safety. Albertans and Calgarians need new collaborative solutions, solutions geared to the local level in partnership with the community to help those who are most in need. We are rising to this challenge. Yesterday's announcement to redeploy sheriffs was important to address Calgarians' concerns about public safety, but we were clear that this is about both public safety and compassionately meeting the needs of those in our community who are struggling. For Albertans struggling with addiction, know that you are not alone in this fight. We are here to help you every step of the way. And with that said, I'd like to invite Minister Milliken to the podium to make today's important announcement. Thank you very much. I'm going to move the mic up a little bit there. Uh, so again, thank you very much, uh, Minister Schultz, and good afternoon, uh, everyone. I would like to thank the Calgary Central Library for hosting us today as we announce additional investments to keep our communities safe while treating addiction and mental health issues as health care issues. I would also like to thank my cabinet colleagues for joining today's announcement, Mayor Gondick, as well as members of the Calgary Public Safety and Community Response Task Force. Outside of this window, behind me are two vans from the Calgary Drop-In Centre, commonly known as the DI. Uh, the original Calgary DI opened more than 60 years ago, and since then, the DI has offered a helping hand to the people of Calgary who need it most. Our government has a long-standing relationship with this respected organization, and they are important partners in building Alberta's recovery-oriented system of care. A few years ago, uh, the DI began to shift its services from primarily an emergency shelter to a place where people in need can access a whole range of services, many of them geared to supporting people in their pursuit of recovery from addiction and mental health challenges. The clients they work with are some of the most challenging in Calgary and often face many issues from mental health to physical health and far too many often they struggle with the illness of addiction and the use of dangerous drugs. Our announcement today 
builds on this ongoing work and stems from the work of the Calgary Public Safety and Community Response Task Force. With all of that in mind, I'm pleased to announce that Alberta's government is supporting the Calgary Drop-In Centre with $4 million this year and ongoing funding to deliver medical detox and pre-treatment services at the DI. This funding will also support the creation of a new dynamic overdose response team to respond to overdoses at the DI and in the surrounding community. With this partnership, we are establishing 15 new medical detox and 20 new pre-treatment beds, which are all publicly funded and free to access for anyone. These beds are capable of supporting up to 1,000 people every year in their pursuit to recovery. For many people struggling with addiction, getting into a detox program is one of the first and often the most important steps in their pursuit of recovery. A drug and alcohol withdrawal carries obviously very serious risks along with it. And of course, this is why access to medical detox is essential. Medical detox beds provide a safe, supportive environment for people to withdraw from substances under medical supervision. Additionally, the new pretreatment beds will make sure that clients have the time and support they need to make it from detox to treatment. And since our government has eliminated user fees and made access to these services free of charge, when Albertans access these beds or any other publicly funded treatment beds, they do, see, they do so only with their health card and not with a credit card. In addition to these new beds, this funding will also support the creation, as I mentioned, of the dynamic overdose response teams. And this, of course, first of its kind service will see the DI work in conjunction with local paramedics, first responders, and community, community organizations to respond to overdoses both at the drop-in center itself and, of course, in the surrounding community. The primary goal for this service is to keep our community safe while continuing to treat addiction as healthcare issues. At both the DI and the surrounding community, far too many overdoses are happening daily, straining both the community's ability to respond and straining EMS resources. These teams of paramedics and nurses, the dynamic overdose response teams, will respond to overdoses at the DI and in the surrounding community faster and professionally to improve community safety and lessen the burden on provincial EMS. Today's announcement reflects our government's unwavering belief that recovery is possible and that every Albertan deserves to be supported in their pursuit of recovery. I want to thank our partners at the Calgary Drop-In Centre for giving more Albertans struggling with addiction and mental health challenges the chance to pursue recovery. It is thanks to their collaborative efforts and the efforts of countless partners across the province that we are able to continue building out our recovery-oriented system of care, helping support more Albertans who are struggling with addiction. So I do, I do also just quickly want to take the opportunity to, to, to from the bottom of my heart, thank the DI, thank all of the staff. I have had the opportunity a few weeks ago uh, to tour the facility, see the challenges being faced at the facility and in the surrounding community, uh, I've met so many amazing staff doing so much amazing frontline work. I also had the opportunity to meet some of the staff at the opening of the Giving Machine as well. Uh, the work, I can truthfully say this from first-hand experience, it saves lives. 
Um, I think that this announcement with regards to detox and pretreatment uh, will help in their cause, help save lives, make, of course, the community safer. And importantly, it shows that our government is taking real action and providing hope for those in the area, for the staff, for everybody who's effective. And with that, thank you very much for having me here. And I'd like to, if I could, pass it over to Minister Nixon to share some remarks. Thank you, uh, Minister Milliken, uh, for this uh, absolutely amazing announcement. And uh, thank you to my uh, caucus colleagues, uh, Minister Ellis and Minister Schultz, for being here today, and uh, for um, Councillor Sharp and Councillor Chabot, as well as Her Worship uh, Mayor Jody Gondick, for being here. And uh, the collaboration uh, that's taking place in the city is, is second to none. And uh, it's just so great to be able to work with so many amazing partners at all layers of government and, and not-for-profits and, uh, and, and the broader community in addressing issues of homelessness. Um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm so pumped to be able to be here today for this announcement. Um, I was worried I'd get a little emotional uh, because I know what this announcement means for people and uh, how long overdue it is. Uh, detox has long been a bottleneck in our healthcare system, in our addiction and recovery system. And I know that this is going to impact hundreds, if not thousands, of lives over, over the years. And uh, I know what it means uh, to people. And I think it's important that we don't forget the very real stories of the very real people that are impacted by addictions in our community. And I remember uh, one person that I worked with early on in my career named Kevin, uh, who came to uh, the mustard seed. Uh, when I first met him, he was severely addicted to all, all, you name it, he was using it. But when he first ended up on the streets, uh, it was shortly after his daughter had died, and he fell into a bottle, and his marriage fell apart, and he ended up on the streets. And uh, when uh, I met him, he was uh, he was not doing great. But after a little while, he eventually came to us, and he said, "We need I need help," and we helped him. And I remember another lady who uh, I actually probably one of the first people I worked with at the Mustard Seed named Debbie. I was only 19 when I started there, and she was only a couple years older than me. Uh, but at the time, she was uh, dealing with serious uh, drug addictions, and uh, her story started long before that. Uh, early memory, memories of three uh, of significant abuse from her parents, and at the age of 15, uh, she fled her parents uh, into the arms of a much older boyfriend who introduced her to all sorts of terrible drugs and exploitation. And when I met her, uh, she, she, again, was dealing with addiction issues, and she asked for help, and we provided that help. Addiction and homelessness can impact all of us. One small thing in our life or big thing in our life could cause us to fall into the trap of addiction and experience homelessness. And so it's important uh, for people that are dealing with addiction that we're there to lend a hand to be able to help pull people out of that addiction. And it's important when they ask for that help that that support is there. And that's why this announcement today is so important because it's going to make sure that when people ask for help with their addiction, the supports to be able to help move forward there. Today's investment in detox is uh, long overdue and it's huge. It's going to help provide that support that we need and open up that bottleneck to help with the flow of people on their recovery journeys. And uh, I uh, wanted to be um, acknowledging of, of the amazing work uh, that the Drop-In Center has been doing and a huge thank you to Sandra and her team at the DI uh, because they know the real people uh, behind the statistics. They've taken the time to get to know the names and the stories and go and meet people where they're at and journey with them. 
And I know how important this tool is going to be for them and the work that they do to help people overcome addictions in their programs and to be able to move forward and, and to live uh, amazing lives from there. So thank you, Sandra, for taking the time to know the stories of the people and for being such an amazing partner with the provincial government. But more than that, I also want to thank the Drop-In Centre for their amazing work in being a collaborative partner in this city, uh, actually in helping across the province for others who are were doing the work that, that she's doing at the Drop-In Centre. Her effort to work uh, across uh, jurisdictions, municipal, provincial, federal government is just part of that, but also her leadership in bringing not-for-profits together to make sure that we're not siloing, that we're not kingdom building, but we're collaborating and working together to fill those service gaps has been remarkable. And more than that, recognizing that governments and not-for-profits can't address these issues alone, but the Drop-In Center's efforts towards bringing in the broader community, mobilizing corporations and civil society is a big part of their success. And so again, I'm just so excited about this announcement and the opportunity for the government to be able to work with amazing organizations like the Drop-In Center. And with that, I'd love to ask Sandra to come up and share a few words. I'll adjust the mic as well. <laughs> Thank you uh, so much for those amazingly kind words, uh, Minister Nixon. Uh, I'm Sandra Clarkson, the Executive Director at the Calgary Drop-In Center. And I want to start by thanking Minister Schultz, uh, Milliken, Nixon, and Ellis uh, for announcing these new programs and services today, and a broader thank you to the Alberta government for their partnership in making these initiatives possible. At the DI, we say it takes a community to build community, and this is a great example of our community coming together to provide even more pathways out of homelessness for those that we serve. As a housing-focused emergency shelter, we're always looking for innovative ways to create pathways out of homelessness and into recovery and housing. The ability to offer detox, transition beds, and dynamic overdose response at the DI will just be one more piece in creating those pathways, especially for those experiencing mental health and addiction challenges. We want to build on the, the success of our current programs and supports that allowed us to successfully house over 500 individuals in 2022. Uh, that is a big uh, result of our partnership with uh, the Calgary Homeless Foundation and other uh, community partners that make that work possible. possible. Uh, we know there's a lot more work to do as we continue to see that mental health and addictions create further barriers to ending a person's experience of homelessness. These programs will be an important piece in removing those barriers so more vulnerable Calgarians can move into recovery and ultimately housing. These new services announced today will allow us to offer even more support in a more focused and intentional way for those looking to start or continue their journey to recovery and housing. At the DI, we often speak about meeting people where they are at. These new programs allow us to do just that bringing services to where the people are and working collaboratively to create pathways out of shelter and homelessness and helping people find their way home. So thank you everyone for your support here today. We have a couple of callers on the line, so just a reminder to press star one if you'd like to queue in. Um, we're going to go to the media on the floor first. There's a mic beside the camera, so if you'd like to ask questions, kind of go join Alana and the others over there. Um, so uh, one question, one follow-up, and please state your name and outlet. Thanks. 
Alana Smith, uh, Globe and Mail. My question is for Minister Milliken. Uh, it's been one, almost two years, since the government announced Calgary's supervised consumption site at the Sheldon Schumer would be closing and it would be replaced with overdose prevention sites. Obviously, that's not moving forward at the drop-in center. It's on pause at Alpha House. So can you provide any sort of update on kind of what's going on with that right now and if there are any potential partners that might house this in the future? We are always looking for potential partners in this regard. Uh, I think one of the things that uh, I'm focused on and my ministry with mental health and addiction is ensuring that those individuals who require the services that are provided actually have them available to them. So one of the things that I've made sure is that um, I know that there was some talk a couple years ago uh, with regards to uh, Sheldon Schumer. Um, however, in order to potentially even move on something like that from my perspective, I would want to make sure that there was those services available in full. So what I mean by that is if you take six booths from one area, you want to make sure that there's six booths throughout, especially at a time when the services are, are, are required to the same extent. It goes to the logic of, the, of what we're doing, though, as a government. We've been building out the recovery-oriented system of care. And so we've been building out capacity for treatments. We've been, obviously, today is a great announcement with regards to detox and pretreatment beds. As individuals, we well, our government believes that every single Albertan who is in the throes of, the, of addiction should have the opportunity to pursue recovery. And if we are continuing to experience the successes that we are experiencing, then individuals who are using services that you uh, alluded to at uh, Sheldon Schumer and, and other places that are similar, the pressures on those services would inherently reduce. And as that then reduces those pressures, then perhaps at some point in the future, we might be able to see a world where um, those services aren't needed to the same extent. But as of right now, uh, my purposes uh, in directing my ministry is, is to ensure that uh, where there is need, there will be services. Thank you. And then I have a follow-up just from yesterday. You said <laughs> Lethbridge was an example of how AHS taking over the operation of a supervised consumption site can be successful. I wanted to follow up on that. There's research published in the International Journal of Drug Policy that found that the transition in Lethbridge specifically led to less uptake of the service and an increase in drug-related harms and overdose deaths, which is also backed by your government's own data. So I'm wondering if you can explain what metrics suggest that that transition was successful in Lethbridge and why you believe it will be successful in Red Deer. I appreciate the question. It's actually a very, very important issue. So when the government came into power in 2019, what was really, really seen was down in the Lethbridge area, it was essentially a treatment desert. There was nothing available for individuals who were looking for those types of services. So ultimately, um, as we partnered with, of course, the city of Lethbridge, uh, Blood Tribe has been uh, such a great partner. Some of the services that are required, such as treatment and detox and, and things of that nature, uh, have been built out uh, significantly over the course of the last four years. And as a government, my goal would be to ensure that over the course of the next four years, we would continue to see those successes. I haven't seen the research that you're talking about, but my gut probably indicates that because of the fact that we've built out so many great services, uh, working with such great partners like the city, like Blood Tribe, um, that uh, perhaps we're starting to see some success in that area. And, uh, and, uh, and my goal would be to ensure that those types of successes continue for the next four years. Thank you. Hey, Tim Brooks, CTV. I just really quickly want some clarification on your first answer you gave to Alana there. So are you essentially saying that any changes right now to SCSs in Alberta essentially paused in your government, ideally, if it wins another term or another two terms, 
would like to eventually get rid of these programs completely uh, by focusing on recovery-oriented care? So I think that uh, to clarify, I guess, I, I think my original answer was quite clear, but where there are services that are needed, we want to ensure that those services are available. Of course, sometimes where and when those services are needed, that can change. Uh, I think uh, Alana referred to the Lethbridge site. That obviously went from a fixed location to a mobile location, which offers the opportunity for where there are uh, different needs for that to perhaps uh, move towards those needs. I think everybody in this room, everybody in Calgary, everybody in Alberta dreams of a situation where none of these services would be required. But as of right now, I think that we need to focus on what the government is continuing to do, which has seen successes. And that is build out the recovery-oriented system of care that we're doing, build out the capacity that so unfortunately for previous governments was left unfunded. And so we have spent the last four years making sure that we can uh, make the treatment spaces, make recovery available to Albertans. And I think that if we, can, if we can continue doing that for the next four years, we will see significant gains with regards to the problem of addiction. Thank you. Uh, and my follow-up is for Sandra. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, there's a lot of talk about boots on the ground, what people see your boots are on the ground. So I'd love to ask you what you make of yesterday's announcement regarding the sheriffs. Well, I think, you know, what we're seeing in terms of issues of social disorder uh, in the downtown core is a very complex issue. And I think it takes a multifaceted approach uh, and having uh, higher visibility of uh, uniforms on the street is just one part of that. I think adding the programs and services that we uh, have announced here today is another part of it. And I think we need to continue to collaborate uh, together uh, as partners in the community to create uh, solutions for people. All right, um, is there any other journalists here? If not, I can go to the phones. All right. Uh, Adam McVick with Global News. Mayor, could I ask you a question about how this announcement will help with uh, the holistic approach that Calgary has been talking about in terms of supporting its vulnerable population? Absolutely. The announcements um, coming today and yesterday are further evidence that uh, the provincial government is interested in partnerships with our local government and our service providers to ensure that we are addressing crisis response and trauma-informed care. So with the announcement today, we are seeing some much-needed supports within the drop-in centre. Um, Ms. Clarkson has been saying for a very long time that that support is needed. It's good to see it delivered today. The announcement about sheriffs partnering with Calgary Police Service yesterday just provides more um, people to respond to those crises that we're seeing in the community. And I need to clarify, there's this understanding that if it's an officer, it's necessarily enforcement. Let's remember that the times we live in are requiring first responders to assess situations and not just ticket or arrest people, but to figure out who to call in for support. That may be someone who's involved with a mental health network. It may be something very different than what the call was about. So to have more people able to respond to a situation of crisis means more people able to help the person in crisis as well as the community around them. And uh, just to follow up for Minister Milliken there, um, you said there needs to be equal boots if you're transitioning from one site to a different service. Now in Lethbridge that wasn't the case, so are you committing to ensuring there is equal access to supervised consumption sites in uh, most cities in Alberta? So what I'm saying uh, specifically, as I stated before, was where there is a need, that need will be met. 
I think that part of the premise of one of the previous journalist questions was that uh, use was actually going down in that area. So I think the two things correlate to your question. But again, what it shows is that wherever somebody is, in their, in their pursuit of recovery, they need to have those services available to them. And our government is committed to making sure that people who are in the crisis of addiction have that opportunity to enter into treatment and into recovery. Of course, when you're talking about the service that you're talking about, our government has actually increased the budget since 2019 by 60%. So we're making sure that everybody, no matter where on the continuum of care for recovery, have that opportunity to enter into treatment and live a purposeful life as a Calgarian, as an Edmontonian, as somebody in Red Deer or Lethbridge or all across Alberta. Thank you. All right, I do believe we have a, at least one caller queued in. So moderator, could you please put forward the first caller? Catherine Grigowski, Alberta Today. Hi there, so, so speaking to that need, I, I don't know if you have the numbers handy, but I'm hoping you can tell me what the total need is across the province for these detox and pre-treatment spaces and what the current capacity is. So I don't have the specific numbers, but I'm sure my office will get, will get that for you. What I would just say is that anybody who goes uh, through the downtown core of Calgary, through uh, the downtown areas of, of Edmonton, uh, through the areas of any of our urban areas, and honestly, uh, in many of our rural areas, everybody can see that there's a need with regards to ensuring that people who are in the throes of addiction have access to treatment and the opportunity for recovery. So our government is committed to ensuring that every Albertan who uh, requires those services uh, has those available to them so that they can, again, pursue recovery and enter into a productive life. Thank you. Catherine, do you have a follow-up? Yeah, and maybe you can uh, get back to me on, on this question as well. But I'm wondering, is there data tracked for um, the number of people who, who use these detox services and pretreatment services and those who end up getting a bed in, in recovery and going through recovery versus um, maybe people who relapse? Are we, are we tracking that type of data? Yeah, so I'll get back with, or at least my, my, um, my ministry can get back with regards to specifics. But with regards to data, uh, I think it's uh, genuinely understood now that our government is the most transparent government with regards to data in this space. Uh, in North America, all you have to do is go online to the Alberta, uh, uh, Alberta Substance Use uh, Database Online, otherwise known as ACES, and so you can see uh, all of the data that's being tracked there. Also, I have spent the last many months touring Alberta and talking to amazing providers uh, with regards to detox, treatment, etc. And uh, without question, without exception, everyone has told me that they have wait lists. And so the need is there. And so recognizing the immense need based unfortunately on the fact that a lot of these spaces, a lot of the treatment and recovery spaces went unfunded during previous governments, we have spent then the last four years building out the capacity to ensure that any Albertan who is in the throes of addiction has the opportunity uh, to have treatment and pursue recovery. And I think that as we continue, hopefully for the next four years, that will build out further and give even more Albertans the opportunity to live a purposeful life. Thank you. All right, that's all the time we have for questions. Uh, I believe we want to do a group photo in front of the drop-in center banner and then uh, we'll get the ministers on their way. Thank you everyone for coming out.